Welcome back to At Home with the Bevere's, a brand new podcast series that we've started up because we believe that a healthy home is not rocket science, but it doesn't happen by accident. This week's episode is actually a continuation or a part two of the last episode. So if you haven't heard that one, go right ahead and go back and listen to it before you watch this one. So without further ado, let's jump right on in. Here we go. Episode four. Yes. Now that you know, what would you do differently? Part two. Mm -hmm. So we were going, we had to stop it. If the people didn't, listeners, if they didn't hear, JB, dad, you shared a tweak of the week. It was really good. Three. You had to make chances. Even though Lisa was last out of the bed, I should have made it. You had to tweak the tweak, but you got there eventually. I feel like I've done the worst on the tweak of the week. Listen, listen, we have. And again, context here, we're inviting people into our home. And in our home, it's at home with the Bevere's, we do a lot of tweaking. Mm -hmm. We do some twerking, but we do a lot of tweaking. Tweaking and rumbling. <laughs> we do. And <laughs> it's just kind of the family dynamic. And so we've decided to incorporate the tweak of the week into the show flow. But the thing is, for this episode, the producers told me. Show flow? Did you say that? Show flow. Oh, you did say that. Okay. The, uh, this week for the tweak we actually don't know what's going to trigger the tweet. Do you know what's going to trigger? I, I actually don't know what's going to trigger. I believe it's a, it's a word. It's a trigger word. Is it a trigger word? It may be a... He just gave a little... It may be okay. a thing. Um, it may be a motion. I remember the last episode, we had to talk with our hands, which surprisingly, the most Italian one of all of us the failed the, to talk yeah. with his hands the his whole time. His personality is that's, Italian. That's another, that's another conversation for another day. Uh, Addison, actually, the tweak of the week. You, you no, <laughs> I know it has to be after I introduce the tweak of the week. That's the rule, remember? So I, now I start thinking about what did he just okay, do? Hold on, I know. No, now I'm feel like, what did I say? Sad. Okay. Is it a say or a do? Hold on. Okay. So wow. I'm a little terrified now because I really don't. Don't want, say anything I don't want you to be already the one who said. Does the tweak of the week. So we're diving in to this, in to this question. Now that you know, what would you do differently? And we are so grateful. We've talked about the fact that y'all y'all have done this. Like y'all are 40 years married, raised kids. Kids love God. You're in grandparent season. You love each other. And I can say this as your son. You love each other now more than you ever yeah. have loved each other. And you enjoy each other more yeah. now than you've ever enjoyed each other. So you're doing something right. You and forged the path. You paved it. We get to like ride scooters along. It's, it. it's, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, no, and, and so for us, we love asking y'all some questions because we know you've done it really well. You haven't done it perfectly, but you've done it really well. And we love to learn from y'all and hear if you were to go back, what were some things that you would do differently now that right. you know the things that you know? But before we do that, hold on, before we do that, we like to ask our listeners, we like to ask them to send in questions yeah. that we can tackle mm -hmm. on the show. And so I have one for today. So we're going to tackle okay. this. But before you do, I, I, I have to say this. You have to say it. Guys, I, I feel like the emphasis needs to be on the fact that it takes Jesus, his abilities that he gives us to be able to do yeah. what you have said we've done so well at. Yeah. Yes, we listened. Yes, we obeyed. Yes, we we succumbed or we, we uh, submitted ourselves to his discipline. But guys, we never could have yeah. done this. We never yeah. could have done this without Jesus. Yeah. So I just want to emphasize Now, when that. you say it takes Jesus, because you know, like Jesus isn't walking around here like 
the Holy so Spirit. Thought, like, just just unpack the first second. In the beginning so was the Word, and that. the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Yeah. He is the expression. He is the full expression of God's Word. He is the Word of God is what literally changes us. Submitting to the Word of God is what changes us. So yes, we have to. Our job is to submit, to grow, to learn, but we never. I. I. You know the the statement that I always hear in my mind, literally, I hear this Mm. so often, is Jesus said to his disciples at the Last Supper, without me, you can do nothing. Yeah, Yeah. I love that statement. That's it. And I I run that statement through my mind every time, like somebody says, oh my gosh, I got healed in this service. Oh my gosh, this book changed my life. I'm like, without me, you can do nothing. Wow. I love that. Yes. And so So I believe the thing we should pursue so heavily is to grow authentically humble the lo- the longer we live. Yeah. And hum- humility is not weakness. It is a complete dependence on God. And I just want to acknowledge that before we jump in. So I'm sorry to interrupt no, you. Yeah. But I, that That's was, important. That needed to happen. So I'm glad yeah. that you explained that. Thank you. Okay. So here's the question. And this is from the Ways to Win at Home event that we did back in January. Over 3,500 families were involved. Here's the question. What are some prayers and declarations that you prayed and spoken over your children. Looking Lisa at, Bevere, I'm looking, looking straight at, at you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's not even. Uh, yes, uh, well, I am a big fan of the book of Isaiah. I know you are. <laughs> so I did um, have a revelation that you guys needed a larger world made for you than had been made for me. So uh, declaring that you guys were disciples taught of the Lord and great would be your peace and undisturbed composure was a really big part of it. Also understanding that no matter what my fears were as a mother, that you were for signs and wonders and miracles, not for death and destruction. And having those words and understanding that God watches over his word to perform it was really big for me that the scriptures were alive, that I could speak them over my children. And having grown up with a constant barrage of negative narratives over me about lazy, stupid, rebellious, all those kind of things. When I found out that I could reverse those curses and going forward, that I could be the beginning of a thousand generations of those who love God and keep his commandments. It was a really big deal for me to realize that, that power of a moment. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, there's people like, oh my gosh, my kids are 25 and I've never prayed (laughs) any kind of prayer over them. I just prayed survival prayers. You know, as a parent, we never lose our power Mm. to bless and pray for our children. Mm. Yeah. We might not be training them anymore, but we still have every right to pray larger prayers over them. And yeah, so that was, that was really important to me because I, I remember as soon as I got saved, somebody gave me a book and it talked about blessings and curses. And I just felt like my entire life had been curse, curse, curse. And again, that's all my parents knew to do. They, they were raised up in fear. So they, they transferred that. And all I remember thinking was, I need to switch this for my life and I need to switch this for our legacy. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's what you're saying, and it's also mm -hmm. what you're not saying, mm. because so much of the tone of culture is that children diminish who you are, specific for women. They diminish oh. who you are. They take away your beauty. They change your body. Mm. They make your life totally shrink down to be all about them. That's not what the Bible says about children. They're a, they're a legacy. They're, they're a, a blessing. blessing. Yeah, they're, they're the heritage of God. Yeah. Yeah, it's... So it's I think just crazy. not saying it, not participating with other moms. I mean, I'm participating in that narrative, that narrative yeah. and saying things about your kids, just getting into the habit of saying like, oh, they're, they're so annoying or whatever, yeah. just little one-offs. The power of what parents say about their kids cannot be stressed enough. It's a privilege to carry children. It's a privilege to actually have a body that can carry a child and nurture and nourish a child. That's yeah. amazing. You know, nurture um, means you give something what it needs to grow, correct? Yeah. yeah. Is that right? Um, it I means was... to protect, yeah, the yeah. young and at risk so they are, so they can flourish. I, I was really impressed uh, when I was in Indonesia speaking for this pastor. He had 180,000 people in his church, and um, he told me one of his sons was born with a uh, cord wrapped around his head and had been around for some time. So um, for some head, reason, yeah. um, he got no oxygen until it was too late. And so they said, he'll never speak. He'll never walk. He'll have a 0 0.01 IQ for the rest of his life. And I remember that pastor saying, God spoke to his heart and said, where am I? what's my address? And he said, you're in your throne. And he said, no, I'm in you. I want you to speak life over your son. And every day that pastor looked at his son and said, I want you to talk. You will talk. You will talk some way or another. And at three years old, he started talking. Wow. And then at six years old, he started walking. And I actually played golf with him in Indonesia. He was married with two children. And just seeing the power that a parent has yeah. over not, that pastor could have looked at, him, at his friends and gone, my, my, my son's never going to talk. He's never going to yeah. walk. My son's going to be an invalid. My son's, I'm not going to be able to communicate with him. I'm, can you believe it? You get to communicate to your sons. I'm not going to ever be able to communicate. Everybody would, would, would feel empathetic towards him, yeah. sympathetic and empathetic. And, and yet... He chose to go the higher road and say, well, death and life are in the power of my tongue. I am created in the image of my father. I'm going to speak life over the son. Now, if a physical mm. body who doctors say can never, ever change, what happens when we start speaking to our kids yeah. Yeah. what we want them to become instead of what they think we are? We look at them and say, you're stupid. I can't believe you did that. Yeah. Okay, you just cursed your child. Yeah. We look at them and say, you know what? You are a child of God. You're my child. I expect better out of you, and I'm going to pull it out of you. That, I'd rather have you say that than you're stupid. You know, I expect better out of you. That's or I, you know what? I think you're going to rise above this. Just say or things because will, of who you are. Yeah, that will give them that hope decision in the was below you. Right? Yeah, you're yeah. calling them up. Yeah, calling right. them up. Wait, and I love that phrase, calling, because we've got a culture that calls people out. We need to call them up. I love that. Lisa. Yeah, we need to draw them higher. We need to lift their gaze rather than get the gaze on, what am I doing wrong? What am I, you know, because there is so many people that are so committed to criticizing and criticizing people does not, it does not bring them into no. their destiny. It shrinks them, you no. know, so. No. So good. And it starts at home. Absolutely. And people at that home. criticize feel 
they are usually judging on themselves. Oh. Yeah. It's a deflection. Yeah. Yes. It's true. It's a really sad cycle. Yeah. So some questions of now that you're here, what would you have done then? So what would you guys have done differently? Would you have um, spanked your kids? Let's talk about discipline. Unfortunately, we wow. did spank our really kids. Yeah. Would you have spanked them every single time? Or did you feel like there was a culture of, oh, gosh. like, yeah. I, I know We're as Christians, it's yeah. easy yeah. to go into, there's just a culture of if you're around other parents and your kids are misbehaving or family members where there's this like, hmm, what are you going to do? And as parents navigating that, now you have boys. You see the fruit of discipline, yeah. which is key to Oops, discipleship. So I can honestly say I over-disciplined. But if I have to err, I'd rather err to over-discipline. And I'll tell you why. Yeah. How about we don't How about, err? I don't want to err either way. <laughs> and if I went back but and did it over again, will. there were things I disciplined that I wouldn't discipline for now. I just realized, yeah, okay, yeah. this is part of growing up. Shania just Twain. being really immature right now. Okay. Too <laughs> um, I, I have seen examples, being a youth pastor, of what happens when kids are not disciplined. Mm -hmm. And I think that Addison was a year and a half old when I was a youth pastor. And I was in I was horrified by the behavior of the kids that sat in my office for counseling and the way they treated their parents. And I realized the, the parents that were always in there with their kids in, in, in my office and we were counseling mm -hmm. were parents that didn't believe in discipline. Or were overly harsh. Uh, or overly, too extreme. Yeah. overly yeah. harsh. I always both. found kids resented their parents, but they still respected their parents and would turn to their parents in real need. The mm. kids that weren't disciplined would have nothing to do with their parents. They'd go to their friends for advice. They'd go to their friends for what they needed, but they hated their parents. Mm. And, 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 and the reality of all you read in Proverbs, he who spares the rod hates his son, he hates his child or her child. Uh, you know, foolishness is bound up in the heart of child. The rod of correction will drive it far from them. Parents that totally ignored all those scriptures, and there's a multitude of them, boy, it was a price to pay in the long run. So we're talking long game, you know? Yeah, I, I would definitely change. I mean, I remember I was like scolding my family for listening to the Beach Boys. How terrible. Scolding and now your my, family, scolding your wife. My wife, my kids. Remember, I remember <laughs> I, the CD I, I got up in Star Wars and turned the thing off and said, I am shocked and appalled by the lack of discernment in this family. And it's I'm like, like oh my gosh, verbatim, John, Mary, you're verbatim, verbatim what you said. Verbatim when I said, like I, remember classic, classic. I remember disciplining Addison for wearing his hat backwards. I, okay. I remember getting curious <laughs> about that. I'm like, John, and you know, for me, for me, honor, um, respect is so important, and I realized that I carried it. I carried my convictions, not truth, to an extreme with my children. So, in other words, I wish I would have stuck with truth instead of my personal mm. convictions, mm. right? So, if I stuck with truth, I wouldn't discipline my child for wearing his hat backwards. If I stuck with truth, I wouldn't scold my family for listening to the Beach Boys. I listen to the Beach Boys now. Okay. Oh my we gosh. Change, oh, wow. We, <laughs> we change our convictions because we grow and we mature, right? Yeah. yeah. But the one thing that my family did see is that I was sincere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wasn't That's trying. I, I, I really was speaking out of consistent. my personal. Yeah, I was, consistent. Consistent. I was consistent. being sincere. <laughs> so I, yes, I would have, I was way too strict, way too, dis way too much disciplining over conviction rather than truth. Okay. And that's I, an important, and I actually, I actually have a theory about that. Hmm. I think that John Theorize overdid it because of his absence. 
Mm. I feel like there was, this is my theory. It could mm -hmm. be wrong. I feel like he overcompensated because when he was home, he was trying to make up for all the time he wasn't home. So he was like throwing a really like hard fist down on the table to maintain things when he was gone. And, um, like I'm gonna take care of all of this before I have to leave again. Right. So y'all are better I'm for your mom. I'm gonna fix it before I go. <laughs> right. Fix it before I go, and and so that my authority structure isn't questioned when I'm gone. I also I also think, and and I think you know John's already said he would do, do things differently. We got John at his worst. He was tired. He was in between trips. He came home, and sometimes it was very short turnaround. Yeah. And so sometimes that was all he had to give. Like, you know, he was on survival mode. Mm -hmm. He was like, he was on, if you travel that many days, you know, you're just, and he went around the world and he would come home. Yep. And then if there was anything, he might have an overreaction to it because he was in a completely different world. He lived in a world where people picked him up, his clothes, everything, you know, like laundry, hotel, and yep. then all of a sudden... He's got order, and then all of a sudden he comes home and it's chaos. 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 And, Beautiful. And, yeah. And, and people chaos. aren't like, John Bevere, we're sober. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> I, I remember one of my favorite things to say to John when he got a little grumpy and edgy. What, do you remember this? I used to I'm say to him. I'm not your congregation. No. Well, I would <laughs> say that. That was one of my, that was, I said, I used to say, when are you leaving again? <laughs> and he went, oh, I would. He was like, why are you saying that to me? Because you're grumpy. You know, it's funner when you're gone. And I said, I don't want that to be the truth, but it's the truth right now. Well, then you had a cer certain type of order when he was gone. Yes. So then he would come I, back I, and it would be, he, he well, comes yeah. in, he has a place, but it's... I think it's hard on a re-entry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how could people who that's the reality of yeah. their life for whatever reasons, maybe they're not a minister, maybe they travel for yeah, work. Maybe they're in the military. How yeah. could they do that better? I think it's um, I think it's really important that they that the parents talk together alone when it's not uh, a crisis moment. Um, I think had Lisa and I sat down and Lisa understood my my desire for honor, respect, my desire for order. These are things that are important to me. If she understood it, she out of her love for me, she'd probably try to reflect that a little bit more. I came home and I felt like it was total disorder. I'd saw things that uh, were a little bit out of- uh, Oh my gosh, she needed to go to other like people's houses. En enough respect. Now, uh, granted, again, I'm gonna say if I go back, I'm not gonna demand it as strongly as yeah. I did. However, I wish if we would have done some more talking through. And the other thing I wish I would have done is when our board said to us years later, you know, we want you to go to this really godly counselor who's spirit filled and he's anointed to do this. I wish we would have done that like in, in our 10th year of marriage, mm -hmm. not whenever it happened. I can't remember when they, it happened. You guys to say we did it when they told us. Yeah, 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 we did it when they told us. But I wish I would have had somebody really speaking into me as a leader, as a father earlier on so um i think an outside source. an outside source yeah, yeah i really think it's important to get somebody that really is older mm -hmm. mature lived through life speaking into you because and let's, let's to face risk it to correct you I, i'm a first generation christian doesn't need anything from yeah. you you know doesn't my mom it. i led my mom and dad well i i don't want to go that far but yeah i believe i led my mom and dad to a personal relationship we were very you know orthodox and um so I'm a first-generation Christian, so I really don't have a lot to draw on 
in, in regard to how my dad raised me in the faith because he didn't raise me in the faith. Yeah, right. tools in your belt. So, so, yeah, I didn't see my dad lead my mom. So I didn't really understand in, spiritu- in spiritual things how to lead my family. So I'm learning by trial and error. I'm making a lot of mistakes. I think I'm doing the right thing, but I'm not. And so it's easy for me now to go back, and that's why one of the reasons why I said, hey, I don't need another podcast on my plate. That's why I realized this doesn't need to be looked at that by me. This needs to be looked at as a, a very important podcast mm-hmm. on my right, plate. Right. This is priority. And yeah. uh, because I, I want to be able to help the young parents out there through the mistakes I made by being a first-generation Christian. Mm-hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? It does. And in the same lane of talking about counseling, I recommended counseling to someone recently and told them Addison and I do monthly counseling actually with Chip Judd. Do you mm-hmm. get to you get to do that monthly? We, we do. do that. He really likes oh. us. So. And oh my gosh, you're saying he doesn't love us? Stop <laughs> it. But this last year, we went through a move, tons of transition, having someone who we had already been speaking to yeah. because it wasn't a already crisis. Already trusted. It's like what you said. If yeah. you and Lisa had come together in non-crisis moments, yeah. we have just been building a foundation so that when we are in moments of high mm-hmm. tension, we're speaking to someone who knows us, who can speak yeah. so um, specifically into the situation. But the response of the person I was recommending counseling to, they're like, well, like you talk to them when you have issues. That's no, that's exactly what we thought when we were like, we're not in a fight. Why do we have to go to a counselor? And they said, you need tools. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, no, it's yeah. maintenance. And they yeah. were a chiropractor. I said, said, just like people earlier, need. You said you were building a foundation. Yeah. So right. the storm we're building comes, a relational a foundation with this individual yeah. who we trust, who we believe has so many more tools, yes. who is firmly grounded in the word of God yeah. and, and then, loves his wife. Yeah. Has lived his yeah, life well. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. So that being, I think just giving people permission to get counseling, to get a trusted mm-hmm. outside voice, even if you're not in the midst of some, you know, life And some of the best counselors I've met are not pastors and people like me who stand behind pulpits. pastors are not trained. Uh, the best counselors I've met are the grandmas or the grandpas yeah. who have really raised or, a family or well. Counselors. And, or counselors. Or yes. counselors that, that are spiritual, that really understand the Word of God. Because I, 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 I will say, I've met counselors that you do more things on a psychological level, whereas Chip Judd, who we just mentioned, who's on our Messenger X platform. He is a man that actually started pastoring, and God spoke to him one day and said, would you be okay if I asked you to sit in a, in a room with two people for the rest of your life, and that be your audience? And he said, yeah, if that's what you want me to do, I'll do it. He's really called to do it, and I believe yeah. there's others that are really yeah. called to do yeah. it. But don't just look for somebody who's got a name or a reputation like a Chip Judd. Look for the person, the grandma, who's really raised a good family, who really has a lot, who's walked with God for years, who's, who's experienced some of the battles you're going through. Draw from that person. Yeah. Open yourselves up to that person. Let them speak into situations. Listen. Yeah. Listen. I think that's key. <laughs> Listen and then apply so maybe it to your listen, life. I mean, what I'm hearing is listen more So well, from both you, of you in different ways. The things that you shared, it sounds like you're both saying, I wish I would have put myself in a position to listen to people who could have given me answers and tools that I needed. And also, I wish I would have done a better job listening to my spouse. Each other. 
that's, and that's, that was one thing those are two that things Chip, I've yeah, heard. Well, and that was one thing that Chip helped us with right mm -hmm. away that changed a lot because when John and I were in a discussion or disagreement, yeah. he was always thinking what he was going to say back to me. I was always thinking what I was going to say back to him. So we never actually really heard each other. And Chip would say, you need to repeat what the person just said. Yeah. And instead of like coming up into what he called lawyer mode, he was yeah. like, you can't, you've got to listen to what they're saying. Lawyer, lawyer, <laughs> lawyer, mode. so, um, that was really helpful because then John felt hurt and it also gave John or myself a chance to correct our comment yeah. if we had misspoken yeah. and overcharged it because I'm the queen of overstating things when I'm upset about. So something. I actually think a practical thing yeah. that's, such a good gift to extend to people you're in close relationship with yeah. is the ability for them to restate what they just said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. oftentimes we say something and it comes out different than what we never... expected or wanted to say. And so just be like, hey, I'm going to let you say that again differently if you mm -hmm. want to say it again differently. Like that's that's a gift. Like when Julie does that for me, I'm like, Thank you. All right. Let me actually communicate what I meant to communicate. Yeah, you do it for me. I add some explicits in the second one. <laughs> what Julie is basically saying, this is what I heard. Is this yeah. what you're wanting it, to communicate? Mirroring yes. is also yeah. Yeah. when you're yeah. saying, this is what I heard. Yeah. And then you give them a chance to right. say, well, exactly. that's, yeah, not, that's quite not quite what I meant. And I, remember, wrong now. I remember as a kid, so I was the oldest. Yes. Okay. And so we'll get into a dynamic here. What, what would you have Come had on. your parents like, listen, do that's differently? Basically, that's basically what I'm getting at here. I'm getting at it indirectly. No, Part three. <laughs> um, I remember feeling when I was navigating my dependence to independence space, right? Because yeah. we all go through this transition from dependence to independence, then hopefully to interdependence, mm -hmm. like understanding what it is to be independent, people who actually give ourselves to each other in beautiful relationship, right? I felt like as a teenager, if I said anything wrong, I would get the full effect and it would come up and I would, so I would defend it and I would defend it and I would defend it and I would defend it because I felt like my only way out was to actually double down on what I said originally and win by doubling down, not win by humbling myself. Because I felt like either I was going to get the full effect, the punishment that came with it, or I was going to convince you that I was actually right and you were wrong and you shouldn't punish me and give me... The, uh, seriously. No, I, and, I'm sorry. And I initiated that by over being over strict and, and close-minded with you guys. Oh. So... It's um, a good moment. But, but no, no, this is, this is moment. good. No, listen, yeah. like this is no, good is. though. Cause I've actually never been able to articulate this yeah. or think of it like I this. But I way. think in that moment, if I would have, if y'all would have been like Addison, I want you to think about what you just said. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a chance to respond differently right mm -hmm. now. I just want you to take five seconds, respond differently. And we're, let's see where we go from here. I honestly think like I, in those I moments, I, I think I, think I would have, I mean, sure. That's a deep breath. There, there would have been some, good. I would have yeah. been like, yeah. no sure. way, I'm doubling sure. down on this. I'm <laughs> absolutely right. I know I was a pain. Well, you know, this is the great blessing of having an A-type personality oh, child gosh. and an A-type personality dad. That's the, that's the disadvantage. And that's also the blessing combined. And so, you know, I, I do notice with counselors, counselors read uh, people's personalities in the sense of they understand how people operate. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking at 
two double A personalities, you know, you being what you are, and it was it was just a recipe for disaster without help. Somebody step in and say, no. would you just stop and give him 30 seconds and then just say, would you please restate what you just said? Do you really want to say it to me yeah. like that? Instead of me going, you just spoke disrespectfully for me. We're not going to tolerate that in this yeah, household right. and all the other and junk that came in, up. Then I would crash <laughs> into the bedroom. Stop it, everybody. Stop fighting. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. The, 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 that's the tools I wish I would have had. Now, you know, what's interesting, though, as and I do want to say this, Mom yeah. and I had a man who gave himself to helping us because he first saw problems we were run into when we were first married named Del Doss. Yeah. And I remember sitting there thinking so arrogantly, you know, I'm called to preach the gospel to the nations. You're an engineer for Dell. Here he is, an engineer for Dell Helicopter, one of the wisest men I've ever sat in the room with. Wow. Seriously. And I'm stupid enough as, as a young man to go, I, I'm called to the nations. I'm, I've been through Bible school. You're an engineer. And, and so, so, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. John Bevere was very stupid in that moment. I could have gotten a wealth of wisdom from that yeah. man, but I couldn't take it because yeah. I was too proud. So, wow. you know, hey, these are, these are things I want to be honest and raw about. Hopefully some young men out there who think they yep. know it all now at 23, they, they will be able to hear that this or man made a, mis- made a mistake by saying... I know more than this man. Yeah. So, uh, which by the way, I want to contact him and and thank him. I just we told Lisa just recently. I, really? I, I want to call and say wow. thank you, thank you, thank you for, for the way he poured for into our lives. Years because I, of the way he poured into our wow. lives, probably early on. So, yeah, I would seriously. actually encourage people listening right now. If you have someone yeah. in your life, you're like they just came to mind. Absolutely. As JB was sharing this, like yeah. someone who you're like, hey, yeah, I need to call this person. I've never communicated to this person mm-hmm. what they meant to me and how they formed so my important. life. Because sometimes that's years removed. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we don't have the clarity to see those things until years have gone by. And it's easy to think, oh, they're not really going to care or they've moved on. No, if you pick up the phone and you call them and you share that, I promise it'll make their week. And if you're a 23-year-old or someone's offering themselves to you, their wisdom, their guidance, don't be foolish yeah. in believing that you don't have anything to learn no. from them because they're in a different space than you or because they're in a different career path or you're going to be a pastor and they're not a pastor. We can learn so yeah. more oftentimes from people who are not in the exact same lane as we are in. Absolutely. It's That's really good. good. Wow. Well, I... No one had no, to, but nobody, nobody got the tweet of the week. No, we're, no. You did. Oh. No, no, we're gonna hold true. Never mentioned the word or about being Italian, so it was you. But it was before we had announced the but tweet of the week. You never knew what the tweet of the week. That's that's <laughs> that fine. is true. That's that fine. is true. I'll let you, I'll let it off on a technicality. So does that mean we're gonna get your tweet? Yes, I guess. Yeah. I'd love Which, to hear your. I need to think about my tweet. Tweet of the week. Of the week. This last it's week. It's not easy. I've already, I've already lived <laughs> through this. they four kids. It might okay. be for certain personality okay. types. All right. All right. All right. I got one. So we're doing this show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot that goes into doing a show like this. And I, uh, I was supposed to communicate certain things to Julie about her involvement with this show. And my thought was, you know what? Like, she's going to be good. If I understand this, she'll understand it. I can just share it with her at some point in time between now and then. Well, that communicated to Julie that I didn't value her 
the way I valued everyone else who's involved with this show, where they have very clear, this is what we're doing, this is why we're doing it, I'll print it out, I'll email to them, a meeting that, they're, that they need to be a part of. And I'm like, Julie's life is so full with the kids and stuff, she's so amazing, she'll just show up and rock it. Well, Julie interpreted that as me not caring enough to sh communicate value to her. Is your tweak Julie's interpretation? No, my tweak is, <laughs> my tweak is, I would have been very, I be, would have been very intentional to bring Julie into the process, the entire process, and let her opt out as she wanted or needed to opt out instead of making those decisions for her and opting out and inadvertently communicating that I didn't value her presence in the process. Thank you. So that's my tweak of the week. And we husbands tend to do that a lot. And and we just uh, assume I'm trying to protect wife. Lisa from something. And all of a sudden, Lisa said, why didn't you tell me about this? And I'm trying to save you the space and time. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, that, no, that's no, a tweak for learn, me. Learn that's a tweak for me. <laughs> I'm saying I do Thanks, need to learn love. it. No, anyway, John needs to so learn. There, there yeah. we go. So we, um, we have so much to dive into in the show. I'm so, there's so many different places that we can go. We got uh, more. We got more shows. And we shows have. Coming. We have a Remember, lot of shows. This is a long haul, shows not, coming. A, not a sprint. And, and there's so. something that I want to say as we close. We get a lot of questions mm -hmm. at Messenger. I mean, we're we're doing work in 228 countries, millions of people engaging with the stuff that we do as an organization. And this isn't a thing that we get. This is the thing that we get. Yeah. And so if you're out there and you're listening and you're asking questions about how to do home, how to do family well, you are not Alone. alone. There are a lot of us trying to figure out what it means to live well, to do family well, to do home well in this world that we find ourselves in. And so I want to encourage y'all to continue to join the show, tune in, share this with your friends. Like they're asking the same questions, share this with your friends and be sure to let us know what you would like us to yeah. speak specifically into. You can put that in the reviews. You can message us at mail at messengerinternational.org. And I know we do a, form, a formal outro and intro with information like that. But as one of the hosts, I just want yeah, to share that. Like, we, want, yeah, right. we want to hear from y'all. We want you to share these things. And we also want you to realize like there isn't something wrong with you for asking these questions. Mm -hmm. The tension that we feel is actually a promise that there is more mm -hmm. that God is inviting us to step into new levels of authority, new levels of promise, new levels of opportunity. And so don't run from that, lean into it. And we hope that this will be a space for people to lean in and feel safe while they lean in. That's really good. I love it. All right. I, I'm tempted to add a bit of a, like that desire for more does get twisted oh, absolutely. by the enemy where we're never doing enough. We are never enough. Mm. Like it doesn't matter how much we do. It's not going to cover all the bases. And that's a lie as well. Yeah. Like knowing this desire for more is good and holy, but don't allow the enemy to twist it into this yes. idea that yeah, you're never going to get it. You're never going to get there. Your kids are just going to somehow survive and then grow up and have their own life. This matters more than that. We are not just surviving. We're not called to just survive home and family. We're called to thrive because this mm -hmm. sets the tone for how we treat people, how our kids treat people. Mm -hmm. Like this is the greater family, the body of Christ and how we are meant to interact with one another, yeah. to listen, yeah. to come to one another humbly. Like, yes, a lot of what we're saying is specific to family, but to home, yeah. this is so deep and so important to the unity of us as the body of Christ. Well, the church is supposed to be a home. 
Like mm-hmm. it's supposed to feel like a, a home. sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of churches use that as their tagline, welcome home. But we have <laughs> that's I, another I tried to sleep there. And <laughs> they're like, what are you doing? It's a, it's a, it, there's a great tagline. I would say they're, yeah. they're reaching yeah. like yeah. They're for something that they know. Absolutely. Like the ecclesia, those who are called yes. out. Yeah. Those who are called according yeah. to origin, family of God, children of God. Like mm-hmm. that's what we're supposed to, to know that. and participate in. So who wants to pray Lisa. today? I want oh, Lisa to pray. Lisa, mom, are you praying? Okay, I'm praying. Okay, Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We thank you that we can redeem our past mistakes, Mm -hmm. that they are not places of shame, places of lasting regret, but there are opportunities for us to actually create platforms for other people to learn from. And so Father, we just, don't, we don't take this lightly and we just yeah. thank you for the people that are listening. We thank you, Father, for weighing the things that need to be weighed heavily yes. in our lives and that we would value what you value. And we would know the balance of letting go of the things that are the lesser. Yeah. And Father, we just thank you that you are the God of more than enough. And Father, that that longing that we have for the more is actually tied to our longing for you. And so, Father, we just thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for strategies and love in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Everyone, we hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. And guys... I have to just say a huge shout out to everyone out there who has left a comment and reviewed either here or on YouTube. So thank you so much. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing the questions and we also love hearing any funny, maybe challenges that we can try on the show. If you guys haven't already, make sure to leave a comment or make sure to leave a review. And also make sure you subscribe. It really helps us out. It helps us get the word out and it helps you whenever we release a new episode, you can actually know when it comes out. Once again, guys, we are so thankful for you joining in with us today. My name is Alec Bevere and we are so passionate about helping you create a legacy starting at home.